This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 430. One terrible piece of financial advice you should never, ever listen to by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. And I'm Dan, your host and narrator, and a happy Friday to everybody out there in podcast land. If you are new here, this is where I read to you each weekday from some of the best personal finance blogs out there, like an audiobook with a bunch of different authors and completely free of charge. And a big thanks to Videoblocks who have sponsored today's episode. You can get studio quality stock video for a fraction of the cost with Videoblocks. Go to videoblocks.com finance to try out all the stock video you can imagine free for seven days. That's videoblocks, V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash finance to save on millions of studio quality clips from Videoblocks. For now, let's hear from Paula Pant as we optimize your life. One terrible piece of financial advice you should never, ever listen to by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. Launch into any money-related conversation and you'll inevitably hear the following bad financial advice. But it worked for me. Those insidious five little words have been used to justify all types of terrible ideas, from buying lottery tickets to over-leveraging your investments to investing every last dime into Apple stock. Let's try this one on for size. Common sense. Even if you find an awesome investment, spread your risk by picking a few other investments as well. Rental properties are awesome, but even if you could make 20% cap rates, you should still keep a solid chunk of money in stock market index funds. Retort. But I put 150% of my savings in gold in the year 2007, and it totally worked for me. Put every dime in gold, nothing else. Why bother diversifying when you get the best returns in this arena? Common sense. Hold on, you invested 150% of your savings? Retort. Yeah. I can take a cash advance from my credit card at 14.9% and invest it for 170% gold returns. I'd be stupid not to. Common sense. Uh, don't you think that's a bit risky? Retort. Hey, scaredy cat, if you're so afraid of risk, why don't you sew your money into a mattress and leave real investing for us tough guys? Uh-huh, right. Tip. When your opponent has to justify their investing strategy with ad hominem attacks, they're grasping for straws. All right, that was an easy example. Afford Anything readers are an intelligent group. I don't need to explain this example. You can see why it's an insane argument. But let's look at a subtler example of the it worked for me phenomenon. Let's check out an example in which the counter is uncommon sense. But I sold my home for $20,000 more than I paid. Uncommon sense. Don't tie up a huge chunk of your net worth in your home. Your home is not an income producing asset. It won't stick cash in your pocket each month. Your money should make money. So live in a cheap home while you deploy your cash into rental properties, stock index funds, or other income-producing investments. Reinvest, lather, rinse, repeat. Better yet, buy a small apartment building like a duplex, triplex, or fourplex as your first home. Live in one unit and rent out the others. If your neighborhood doesn't have multi-units, live with roommates until you either have a baby or your mortgage is paid off. Retort. But I sold my home for $20,000 more than I paid for it. So my house is an investment. It worked for me. This is precisely the type of argument you'll hear from someone who hasn't crunched the numbers. The people who say it often conflate gross gains with net gains. The average person doesn't make very strong net gains on their home value after adjusting for insurance, taxes, loan interest, repairs, and maintenance. Realtor commissions and closing costs too. If they're lucky, most of their net gains can be explained as inflation plus 2%. 
most people would be better off living in tight quarters and putting the excess money into stocks. Are there exceptions? Sure, just ask the people who bought houses in Southern California in the 1970s. But this is the tail end of the bell curve. People have also made millions winning the lottery. Furthermore, most of the people who happened to buy in 1970s Southern California shot themselves in the foot by trading up continually until the market burst. Many people thought they were different, that they were the exception to the rule, but then they became scared that they'd be priced out in five years. So they bought a big home, then lost all their gains. The best antidote to getting priced out in five years isn't to pay an overinflated price today. It's to create more wealth. Build your net worth at a rate that's faster than housing growth. It's not that tough. Let's try another example. College is good, grad school is better. Uncommon sense. You're not a zombie, so don't blindly repeat the mantra that college is good and graduate school is better. Do the friggin' math. If you wanna be a neurologist, awesome. Take out a six-figure student loan to go to medical school because you'll have a rare high-demand skill that will command you a $225,000 plus income. But if you wanna be a social worker earning $30,000 a year with a master's degree, think twice before burying yourself with debt. Retort. But I did it and it wasn't so bad. My student loan payments are only $180 a month. That's nothing. That's less than a car payment. And I think the government will forgive my loan in 20 years anyway. Plus, I got this job that pays $42,000 a year, and there's a chance I could get enough in bonuses to make as much as 50,000. There's no way I could have gotten that without my master's degree. Ouch. This is one of the most common it worked for me arguments that I hear. And what's befuddling is that the underlying message is that it really didn't work. $180 per month for 20 years is $43,200. That's a decent chunk of cash, but it's not horrifying. People have lost more by buying a house at the wrong price. What's worse is the missed opportunity. $180 invested monthly over 20 years is $106,730. That's a horrifying amount. But that's still not the worst part. The real sad news comes from other missed opportunities. Want to start your own business after a few years? Good luck. The rest of us can move into grandma's basement, mow lawns on the weekends to pay for groceries, and spend the rest of the week building our own graphic design enterprise. Your extra $180 monthly loan payment means you'll need to mow many more lawns. That's true of a mortgage too, someone might reply. Yes, but you can sell a house. That's not the only hangup. You'll be far less inclined to change careers if you decide your current path isn't fulfilling. What would you do, go back for a second master's degree in a different field, racking up even more debt? You'll have a rougher time quitting your job to travel the globe. You'll lose the flexibility to change jobs and take risks. You'll probably delay buying your first rental property or maxing out your Roth IRA by a few years. It worked for me isn't always the best path. At best, it's an isolated data point. At worst, it's bad advice. You just listened to the post titled One Terrible Piece of Financial Advice You Should Never Ever Listen To by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. And this post was written back in May of 2013, but the great part about pretty much all the posts that I narrate for you here is that the principles continue to hold true over time. And one last time, please join me in thanking Videoblocks for sponsoring this episode. Come check out videoblocks.com finance to try out all the stock video you can imagine free for seven days. Something we're looking into for our own site is a video background for the front page, and there are hundreds of options to choose from and high quality too. If you have a blog or website or could use any kind of video, this is definitely the place to get it. 
VideoBlocks lets you get studio quality stock for a fraction of the cost. And as a member, you'll be able to download all the stock video your heart desires, which includes HD footage, motion backgrounds, After Effects templates, and more. Plus, you can save on millions of additional marketplace clips where artists take home 100% of the sale price. All content is royalty-free, so you can use it for commercial and personal projects. And of course, new clips are added regularly, so you can always find new and fresh content to download. Come check it out. You can try it out for free for seven days at videoblocks.com finance. That's V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash finance. And that's it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today and every day. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch you on Monday, same time, same place. That's where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.